Thanks for tuning in to Men for the Win, a podcast hosted by David Kufis and Dan Thompson, two avid fans who appreciate well-played baseball, especially when it's done by the Twins. Men for the Win is sponsored by The Grand Group with Edina Realty. Are you looking to purchase a new home in the Twin Cities area? Or perhaps you're trying to sell your current home. Whether you're upsizing or downsizing, The Grand Group with Edina Realty will meet all of your housing needs. Contact The Grand Group by emailing thegrandgroup at edinarealty.com or call them by phone at 612-817-8751. The Grand Group with Edina Realty, three-time Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine Super Agent Award winners. On this episode, David and Dan discuss three-game series against the Royals, in which the Twins got swept. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Thanks for tuning in to Men for the Win. My name is David Kufis, and with me as always is Dan Thompson. The Twins wrapped up their series with the Royals. They fall in just terrible fashion, losing all three games. Dan, I'm heartbroken. Help me. Help me work through it. Well, you know, it, it's not like they're the only team that has lost to the Royals, right? I think one other team lost to the Royals this year. <laughs> Wonderful. So there's that. Maybe two. No, I think I would think the Royals are better than perhaps we thought. But no, the, I mean, it seems like it was a hangover from the Pittsburgh loss that they lost in, in Game 4 against the Pirates. Just not fun. I'm sorry, I can't I can't make you feel that much better. You really think that the Pittsburgh loss was mentally messing with them? I mean, they still won three games, even if they lose, did lose that fourth one in magnificent fashion. No, I don't think so. I don't necessarily believe that that happens. Um, I just think they did not get timely hits, and they did not get good pitching. And I, th- I think the lack of a steady rotation caught up with them here in this series. I don't know that it would have mattered who they were playing necessarily. I, th- I think they need some semblance of order back to their team uh, as far as the, the starting rotation goes. But when is that order going to come? I mean, because Oda Rizzi jumping back in on Saturday certainly didn't seem to help the cause. No, it didn't. And I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I guess are we waiting, you know, until Pineda comes back? I mean, it just seems like there's no good news on Homer Bailey. Maybe Hill is going to come back in a week. You know, it's I, I just I get worried right now that they can only really ride Randy Dobnek once every five days. Um, you know, and Dobnek and Mato look good. But other than that, yeah. Well, it's a scary time when you're looking forward to the next Dobnik start, right? Like when that's what you're that's what you're hanging your hat on. Right, right. You'd rather that be. Oh, would it be great when Dobnak really gets that fourth spot in the rotation settled in? I mean, it's just. It's not ideal to be talking about Dobnik as your most effective starter, and yet that's kind of what he's been. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's good for him. You know, we're all happy for him, and we're, we hope that he continues to succeed in the way that he's done so far this season. But, my goodness, a sweep to the Royals, Dan. I'm still having trouble containing myself. I got a buddy from Kansas City who I went to college with. I was roommates with him uh, one year, and he, every every time that the Twins and Royals play, we kind of text back and forth. And, he, and I didn't get a text from him after the first night when they won, and he said he was going to watch it on replay, so he hadn't had a chance to watch it. So I ruined it for him so I felt a little bit guilty about that but it's kind of on him anyway for looking at the text but anyway I told him for hold sure on, hold on it's not him it's not on him for looking at the text isn't that like common text uh, etiquette now where you you don't spoil anything about a game especially once you have kids I think it might be on you it, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame you on that one after Friday night I had said it's okay we're gonna win the next two. Oh, my oh, heart no my heart then oh yeah. it's not good and you knew who was starting those games right with Oda Rizzi coming back well we should we should dive into these games yes okay let's let's do it here so let's jump into game one here we are the Royals beat the twins three to two uh really just disappointing that the bats let us down smelts around the mound gave us four uh four and a third innings 
Only gave up two runs. Whistler came in, gave up another run. But my goodness, three runs. You, come on. These, this is the Bomba squad. We got to put up more than two runs, right, Dan Thompson? You would hope so. Um, you know, And they even only had two at-bats with runners in scoring position. It was a problem all series, right, where they, they were just relying on the long ball. They just couldn't get guys on base, you know, period, which that's really surprising against the Royals. That hasn't been an issue in the past against the Royals so much. Um, so, yeah, really a disappointing start to the series, just not even really getting good hits, not getting good contacts, and just putting anybody on base, uh, let alone playing the small ball to move them around. Yeah, it's really frustrating. It's good to see Gonzalez is still absolutely mashing, though. On Friday night, it was like he went two for four. I mean, he he really, what a stalwart, what a guy who is so, I don't. he just looks on it already, right? And he looks like a starter, and he's one of those guys where it's like, he should be in the lineup every day, and it's just awesome that he can play so many different positions right he was playing second base on friday and then he played third the next two days and they were saying on the tv broadcast today that he really enjoys that he likes being able to be in different positions it keeps him it keeps him fresh i think is something like what he said so uh he looked he was the highlight of the series maybe besides byron buxton who homered uh in games one and two yeah i mean it was really good to see buxton on it as well and then that play uh the catch he made was that game two i think he makes that catch still kind of scary though when he goes up against the wall we can we can dive into that a little bit let's jump ahead to game two game one was just super heartbreaking again the twins need to be putting up more runs especially when they're when they're starting pitcher and their bullpen is giving them a, a decent score to work with but in game two it was uh, it was the pitchers who let us down man twins fall nine to six tell me a little bit about this game dan yeah i mean ever after the twins took the 4-2 lead with that fourth inning uh four spots you know, it was really disappointing to see the bullpen basically blow it almost immediately with the six in the bottom of the fourth. I think that was the most disheartening game of the series for me, just because of that, because of the way that, that Thorpe and Stashak just came in and, and gave up a combined six hits and six runs uh, and another walk, no strikeouts, three home runs. I mean, it was just kind of a disastrous. It's one of those things where you're like, are they they're playing the Royals, right? How is this happening? And I don't mean that as a slight, you know, the Royals have had their years, but... Um, you no, know, it this is just a slight isn't... against the Royals. Don't pretend like well, it's it not is, a slight but, against the Royals. But... To me, you know, I look at this lineup and I think it's got it's got six solid players, right? One through six, I think generally they're pretty good, but you shouldn't be giving up six runs in an inning to the Royals. No, it shouldn't happen. And it's really disappointing. Odorizzi did not look good, man. I, I hope no. that he's fully healed, but they, they seemed on him from pitch one. They were they were tracking really well. Odorizzi never looked comfortable. And to only give three innings of work, I know it's his first time out, but dear goodness, you gotta you gotta do something, man. Give Get us at least into the fourth. Do something. I was so disappointed, and I really hope it was just maybe some jitters coming back off the IL, but I, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, and, and the radio guy's pointed out that he averaged last year i think it was 4.2 pitches per at bat uh, or per plate appearance which we saw the problems of that too on on saturday he just you know 71 pitches in three innings uh that's that's just not sustainable and i i think we're also seeing that you know maybe this bullpen um large as it is i think there's 11 12 maybe 13 guys depending on how you want to cut it uh who are coming out of this bullpen now it just seems like you know some of those guys who are asked to eat innings just aren't pitching well and so, uh, and so we saw that again on Saturday. They just, they, they just need a starter to go seven. Yeah, I mean, well, even six at this point, even though it's early in the season, get through six innings at least. Yeah, to see Thorpe struggle again, uh, his last outing wasn't great. He gave up three runs. This outing, he gives up three runs, and he doesn't even get an out. Dan, no, that was pretty disheartening. I, <sighs> yeah, he's been so up and down, and and I know that he's had his great ups, um, but that's uh, that's just not something the Twins needed there. And then and then they had opportunities to try to get back into that game, uh, and just couldn't 
couldn't make it happen. You know, they um, they left six guys on base, which isn't a huge number, but um, you know, you got to just be able to get a little bit closer in that. You, this, they needed an outburst of a ten run game, and you would think they'd be able to manage it against the Royals, but uh, but Duffy looked, you know, hittable, and then their bullpen kind of locked it down enough late. They gave up a couple runs, but you know that was a disappointing loss too. Just that they they couldn't make it a slugfest. I feel like we saw them win games like that last year. Yeah, I mean, do you think how much of it plays in that the Royals are familiar with a lot of the guys coming out of our bullpen? It's got to be part of it, right? And then I think, you know, the Royals are, are kind of fearless in this situation. They're at home, they're playing a, a, the division-leading team, and they have nothing to lose, as much as that phrase is maybe tortured. I mean, they were, they're coming out swinging, and, uh, you know, Solaire looks good. He feels like the next twin killer for the Royals mm-hmm. here. Um, whenever Salvador Perez decides to retire, um, which it doesn't see, it doesn't, isn't that so annoying? Oh my He's so goodness. good against it, the twins. You were talking about Encarnacion always playing against the twins. And now you got these guys on the Royals who are just absolutely mashing this weekend. It was really, really hard. And then, yeah, and then you see game three, and then the Royals come out and score two right away against Barrios, and it was just like, it was kind of like watching Odorizzi again. Barrios just didn't look himself. No, he really didn't. None of the guys really seemed comfortable, and it's really frustrating that we just can't seem to get in a rhythm, and it wouldn't be as disappointing if the offense was putting up some runs. But, I mean, even if the Twins give up four runs today, this Twins lineup should be putting up more than four runs on an average game against an, a very underwhelming Kansas City Royals team. Yeah, and it felt after that third inning when the Twins scored their two runs that there were more runs to be had they just could not get that clutch hit and their rally seemed to be you know already with an out they get a couple guys on base and how disappointing was that ninth inning today my goodness i I mean arise just letting that pitch go by and then buxton soft back to the pitcher it was just it was very strange. It was, uh, they just seemed out of sorts against Barlow, you know, getting his first save of the season. Yeah, I thought it was interesting with the rise. I was listening on the radio at that point, and Dan Gladden had said that, well, he's probably going to put that one in the back of his, his mind. The next time he, he faces that pitcher, that ball's going to be hit hard somewhere. You hope that's the case, but that doesn't help us today, Dan. I just don't understand why he wasn't swinging at that pitch. Yeah. It, it seems like he's pretty uncomfortable at the plates. I mean, he's got, what, three hits in the last... I think it's 26 to 27 at bats. I didn't I didn't look at it exactly after the game today, but but he's just you know not looked very sharp. Um, his OPS right now is only is only 576, uh, and he was your guy. You, yeah. He was going to be your leadoff man. He was he was supposed to be the guy, and I don't know that I want any of these twins to be my guys right now, Dan. I don't want any of them to be well, my guys. Well, let's hang in there. I mean, it is a four game losing streak, uh, which I think they only had one or two of those last year. In what a much longer season? I think that's the part that was most frustrating to me is that I thought that if I was going to say at any point during the season that the twins were swept, I assumed it'd be in one of two circumstances: either in the postseason against the Yankees, um, unfortunately, Ooh, yeah. or a two game series against you know one of the one of the NL teams. But so to do it against an AL Central team and be a three-game series, oh my goodness, it just it stings because we shouldn't be losing any any series against AL Central teams. It shouldn't happen. I mean, maybe against Cleveland, but that would be the sole exception. And again, I still think we should be winning those series as well. Well, hang in there. Hang in there, sir. We should do you have even a beast then for our beast versus bench? <laughs> Whatever. This- my goodness, they're all ah. Yes. Okay. Beast. I mean, I'll give it to Buxton. Great to see him really performing well. I mean, he's always performing well in the field, but to finally be tracking the ball well at the plate, getting a couple of hits. It's disappointing that he has to be the the beast on a week where the Twins just can't put it together and they can't win any games. But my goodness, he looked good and I hope he can continue. I mean, if he keeps shredding like this, he'll finally be that guy. I think so. And I think what we saw was just a lot of hitters really struggling at the same time. And and that does happen. That does happen to baseball teams. I'm going to go as my beast. I'm going to go with Marwin. 
Gonzalez. He had good choice, you know, he had good two choice. hits in the first game. Well, and and if you know, my only hesitation in picking him uh, was that he was 0 for 4 on Sunday here. But um, but aside from that, you know, he had five hits to lead the team in the series. Um, you know, he he looked great at the plate. He put them in positions on Sunday here today to be able to win the game or at least get a couple runs back. Um, so Marwin and for playing are, are, are all around the field. Uh, he he deserves it this week for me. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. The only thing that I was just to back up to Buxton here for a second, I do wish he would take a walk. You gotta you gotta take a couple of walks there, man, so that they know they have to pitch in the zone to you. Agreed. And hopefully he comes to that. You know, and I wish he would lay down some more bunts. I love when he's bunting oh, down that line. It's it's just pretty because he he can get on base that way so so easily so I'm I'm hoping to see more of that this season. As for the bench, <laughs> um, if if I may, you know I I gotta say Miguel Sano right How do hitless you not? in hitless. the series My eleven at bats. Uh, he had one walk in the first game um, and then that was it. You know the guy just. Really wasn't seeing the baseball well. Left a lot of guys on base again. A couple more strikeouts today. You know, it's just, when's he going to get it together? I don't know. And I really thought that he was starting to turn a corner after he had those homers in back-to-back games. Or excuse me, that two-run homer game. But he just, he doesn't look good. And okay, so I, I made this point a couple of episodes ago about how I was kind of annoyed that Arise would shake off shake off pitches that he knew were balls even when they were like way outside i wonder if part of it is sano doesn't look convinced that a ball was a ball like if, if you watch him as he's at the plate and you watch a ball that's outside and it's clearly a ball he'll hesitate and he'll keep looking forward at the plate in such a way that to me it looks like he's he's waiting on the ump to tell him that it's a ball and it's like no you need to act with some confidence that yes you know that was a ball and so either he's not, sorry go ahead no i mean i just i feel like when i watch him hit it, it's kind of like when i play video games and i'm almost i almost check my swing every time sometimes <laughs> at the plate um because i'm just i don't trust where I'm seeing the ball off off the pitcher, yes. I realize a game is very different. But I mean, do you see a little a little bit of that in Sano? No, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's just that it seems to me as though he needs to be confident that the way that he's seeing the ball is the way that the ball is actually traveling. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Is he your is he your bench? Yeah, too I mean, this he week? has to be. If the if if another pitcher, if a starter or one of these long guys had pitched in both games and done t- terribly, I would have given it to them. But I I just don't think I can at this point. It's got to be Sano. You can't you can't play in two full games and not get a hit and then kind of still be a liability at first base well it wasn't really on display this weekend he he needs to be playing really well at first base and he needs to be hitting the ball and at least if you're only going to get one hit in a series make it a home run but you can't go hitless and yeah it just can't happen i think they're missing josh donaldson in this situation because had donaldson been healthy enough to play third and then you can have marwin play first mm-hmm. um, but I, I think they're missing his depth and i also think they missed his plate discipline generally here in this series i think i think you might see them win a game if donaldson's able to play mm-hmm. um with his veteran leadership there and just to be able to have a tough at bat and just kind of battle to get on. Um, I just think they're missing him from a leadership standpoint. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I do think that at this point, obviously, the lineup is more formidable when you have Marwin at first and Donaldson at third than Marwin at third and Sano at first. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Here we are at Rocco's Rewind. I mean, what do you expect the guy to do when your players are playing poorly? Dan, tell me about Rocco's decisions making over this uh, series. Well, and I, so today, and it's fresh in my mind because it was literally, you know, the last at bat, but I was surprised they didn't pinch hit Avila, or sorry, I should say pinch hit for Avila and bring Garver off the bench in that nine spot with two outs. Because if Garver can get on, then then you've got Kepler, Polanco, and Cruz who are much more seasoned hitters in this situation. I was a little surprised there, especially because you really have nothing to lose. You're down two yeah, um, and he's already your catcher. So I, that would be my spot where I would say, Rocco, why not Garver? 
Yeah, I hadn't thought about that much. I mean, do you think that Garver, if he is 100%, my goodness, he do, he's not playing like it. No, he's not. But I don't have a reason to think he wouldn't be, right? I mean, if, you know, he's, he was 0 for 8 in the first two games, but he's got to be a better option there than Avila. Maybe. I don't know. I think Avila is better than most guys are giving him credit for. Well, yes, but I think it's a fresh, it would be a fresh, he's not p- facing the same pitcher that he that he faced in previous at that. Um, that and so fair. I think Garver is just a, a more, I would say just a more formidable presence at the plate perhaps than Barlow would be expecting from Avila. And maybe, you know, that might help make him make a mistake or leave something. Because you got to think if Garver can see a mistake, he's going to hit it pretty hard. I think that's what you want in that situation. You want a hard hit ball and instead we got another strikeout. Yeah, it's, it's rough here. Um, I think that in game two, I mean, he was really between a rock and a hard place because Odorizzi was at 71 pitches. So it's not like he pulled him super early. Um, He could have pulled him earlier, but at that point, it's like, man, you got to have him take some of those innings away. And if he's not going to take the innings, I'm still just so frustrated that he was only able to get through three innings. And then when Thorpe came in and the game was basically all but lost, giving up three more runs and not, not, not recording an out. I just can't get over that. Yeah. And I don't know what else, you know, I had read before that Odorizzi thought he had 70 to 75 pitches in him, which is where he ended up with 71. It was just, it was, I think his poor start put Rocco in a really tough spot because you got to figure he's thinking at least four innings out of him if he's going to get 70 pitches against the Royals again, too, where, you know, this is a team Odorizzi has seen. It's not like he doesn't know how to do this. So I I think Odorizzi just is not yet himself. And I'm curious to see, you know, is is he going to make his next start um, or is, are they going to push it back? Yeah. I hope that they have him make another start because I don't know who's going to start in his place, but a a lone bright spot there in that second game, um, Alcala pitched really well, two innings, four strikeouts, really shutting down the Royals to, to at least keep the, the game seeming within reach. Yeah. And he can bring the heat too. I yeah. think he hit 100 on that on the on the radar. Yeah, which is really fun to see because I think a lot of guys were really concerned that we weren't going to have a guy flame throwing with uh, Gratterall being traded to the Dodgers. But Alcala kind of seems like he's fitting fitting right into that hole where he's throwing those balls. I mean, he is. Yeah, he is throwing straight fire. He is. He is. So you know, we'll see. I mean, it would be nice to have another one of those relievers step up. It's always nice for your team to have a new face make an impact in the bullpen because the bullpen is such a rotating place on a team anyway. Yeah. Um, so you got to hope that he can be a stalwart here for the next few seasons absolutely so moving forward here i I don't have anything else to say about rocco i think that he was i mean there's only so many sandwiches you can make with garbage right (laughs) it it was not a it was not a good it was not a good series but i don't think anything really is at the feet of uh, rocco other than i think i think you're right i hadn't really considered it too much but bringing in garver off the bench today in that ninth inning in place of avila i think probably would have been the better move so let's move forward into our mowers musings this is when we pontificate on different issues that are still in our mind about this team moving forward. And someday we'll have to have our great Joe Maurer debate here, right? Whether he's the best twin of all time or the second best. Oh, is, that, is that where the debate okay. goes? Okay. I forget. We don't, we don't have time in this episode. Let's get, let's just move on, Dan Thompson. Uh, tell me, uh, tell me what your uh, Maurer's musing is uh, this time around. Which guy are we going to see back next? Are we going to see Homer Bailey back next? Are we going to see Rich Hill back next or a more effective Jake Odorizzi. Um, and and really, if I had to pick one guy, it would be Rich Hill. You know, what's going to be his impact on this team this year? Because if he's just going to be hurt, that's concerning. I think that they are counting on him to at least get them you know, until Pineda comes back. Yeah, I mean, you kind of forget that Pineda is coming back because by the time Pineda comes back, we're basically going to know where this team stands. But who'd, who'd have figured that they would actually need Pineda when he comes back? I mean, presumably right now, the way things are going, 
Pineda's going to slot right back into the rotation. Yeah, I mean, and it's not even be a question of who drops out. I mean, that's what's so funny. We were talking for so long about how, wow, this could get really complicated when Pineda comes back. And now it's like, well, no, it's no question at all. He'll fill in, I don't know, basically the three spot at this point because we don't have enough guys to fill out the five-man rotation anyway. Absolutely. So that's what I have the biggest questions about is the rotation right now yeah we'll have to find out here in this next series see how it turns out i mean at least dobnik is starting us off that should give us i would hope some quality innings and give us a chance to win that game i have one question and it's the one that's scaring me a little bit here dan what if the twins aren't as good as we think they are well, what would you what would you say is your answer to that question? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's an injury issue right now because of the starters and it's just that's what's really dragging the team down. I, I don't know what to say. But right now they don't look like a team that's scoring that many runs who is this touted bomba squad coming into this season. Man, they just look they look a little bit of a mess, Dan. Well, it was three bad games and I think like you said, a combination of poor hitting in the first one and the third one and some poor pitching in the second. I w- I'm not ready to say that yet because, you know, again they were good in the field no errors this series not that i want to claim defense is the the pillar that we want to be building our house on here but um but i do think their defense has been pretty solid i think it's encouraging to see buxton playing well I'm not ready to go there yet. My goodness. So let's move on here. The Minnesota moment, Dan. What was the point in the series that kind of summed up or was a turning point? Tell me about the Minnesota moment. I, And maybe it's just the recency bias. But the ninth inning today was just a really Minnesota moment to me. You have a you have a contact hitter in Luis Arise come up there and take strike three. You have Byron Buxton, who has hit the ball pretty hard this series, go lightly back to the pitcher. I mean, if that ball at least stops between the pitcher and the catcher, you think he's got a chance to beat it out, right? And and then another strikeout. I just thought that was really indicative of the way the series went. Their offense just looked pretty impotent like and almost just not aggressive. I don't understand why they weren't swinging and hitting more balls. Yeah, uh, they seem to strike out again 10 times today. Yeah, I just, a bit lackluster, certainly. To me. Yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, going to go with yeah. uh, the, the fourth inning on Saturday. We score four runs. Exciting. We've got a lead, 4-2, going into the bottom of the fourth, and then we give up six runs. Classic Minnesota, man. Classic Minnesota. Something good happens, and then something worse happens. It's just, it's not good. It's not good. And that was really kind of the summation of the series. The Twins couldn't get things rolling, and anytime they started to get things rolling, either themselves got in the way, or the Royals' bats came and, and answered the the call yeah i mean it was happened so it happened on friday with the twins take a one-run lead and then in the bottom half the royals come back same thing today the twins tie it up in the third and then they give the lead back a lot of those moments this series yeah it's very very frustrating here and we hope we can turn it around against the brewers it's a series grade time dan it's give me the grade for this series so i don't necessarily love f's i would rather give an incomplete or a try again, or a redo the assignment but i would say i'm gonna give them the d minus is that a cop-out? Is that really just an F by another name? I would say a D-. minus. I think that there were a couple bright spots. Again, Buxton no. and Marwin coming no. back and playing no. well. You don't think so? Nothing? No. Yes, yes. there were bright spots. Certainly, they failed. Dan, they went 0-3 for 3 against the Royal. Against the Royal. Wow. I No, it's an F. There's no question. There's no debate here. A D- minus for some bright spots? No, I would have given them a C- minus if they won one game, Dan. It's an F. They didn't win one game against the friggin' Royals. 
I think I think you're alienating our our listeners in Kansas City here by hurting on the Royals so much here, sir. Uh, okay, first of all, I'm not going to preface my my well. This isn't a slight against the Royals. It's absolutely a slight against the Royals. The Royals are not a good baseball team. The Royals are not a good baseball team, and the Twins should not be losing three games in a row to not a good baseball team. Well, they they looked like the better team though this series because they? the Twins looked bad. It wasn't the Royals didn't play all that well. The Twins played poorly. Well, I suppose so. The Royals did lose 103 games last year. That's what I'm saying. In the division. That's what I'm saying, Dan. They're all not right, a good baseball right. team. They're not a good baseball team. Maybe they're going to be better. Maybe <sighs> they're going to be better. This is, I am, okay, whatever. Moving on. You know what? Okay, folks, let's take a deep breath. That series is gone. It's over. There's nothing we can do about it. We've gone through our segments. We're looking forward here to the Brewers. We're introducing a new segment. This is Puckett's Pick. This is where we're each going to pick a player and who we think is going to perform well in the next series. Rules are very simple. It's one point per base, one point per RBI, negative one point per strikeout, negative one point for an error in the field. And as this is the initial round, and this was um, shout out to my brother for coming up with the idea. Dan, give me your Puckett's Pick for the Milwaukee Brewers series. I'm going to say Jorge Polanco. I think he's been pretty consistent this season he's hitting 283 on the year um i i think that they're gonna he's gonna show some leadership here in this series and he's gonna be a, a star i think for the twins this this series against the brewers yeah i sure hope so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with my boy max he seems to really be on it this season he didn't do too much here in the kansas city season so he's due I'm going with max kepler and he got him out of the last funk right uh when they lost that game earlier to the season to the to the indians i believe after the bieber game yeah and exactly that leadoff lead home, home run i think he's the guy to do it he's the guy to right the ship and get things uh, moving in the right direction against the Brewers. Well, I'm going to stick with the all-star Jorge Polanco. I think it's a good pick. I hope they both perform admirably. We'll keep track of this throughout the regular season and one of us will reign supreme, Mr. Thompson. One of us will reign supreme. Oh, so I hope ahead. it will be me. I'm, I think it's going to be me. Can wow. we, is that trash talk? I don't know. Bold, I, bold words here from Dan Thompson. I'm just waiting for Max Kepler to get a lot of singles so that Jorge Polanco can knock him in with home runs. <laughs> Here's the hoping. Um, okay, moving forward here, folks, we'll have another podcast for you on Thursday to wrap up the Milwaukee Brewers series. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, go Twins. That'll wrap up another episode of Men for the Win, a podcast hosted by David Kufis and Dan Thompson, two avid fans who appreciate well-played baseball, especially when it's done by the Twins. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, go Twins. <laughs>